Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Are right, we rolling to hour number two? Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. So Bill Belichick out in New England. Everybody had something to say about it. We can continue that conversation. I mean, it's going to be a, a debate for many years now with, with Belichick. It, well, he's going to end up somewhere else. If he doesn't have any type of success there, which I, when I say success, I mean, he's going to have to win a Super Bowl probably for it to, to die down. But right now, that's the only debate left is the chicken and egg thing in New England. Was it Brady or was it Belichick? I mean, I think that goes with the Jordan-LeBron thing. That goes with a lot of the great sports debates that's going to be there as well. But ding dong, the witch is dead here in New York if you're a Jets fan. At least it's one face and one team that I don't think you have to worry about because I think for New England, it's it's a rebuild now. And whoever it is, whether it's Mike Vrabel, uh, who's on the, the list of now potential candidates, um, obviously uh, Gerard Mayo, who they've been grooming to be a head coach, and some people think he's going to be a head coach. He could be there too, Brian Flores. All these names. The one, Vrabel is interesting, but everything after that sort of pales in comparison. So there's eight jobs now open in the NFL, and we'll see uh, when the music stops where everybody lands. But in the meantime... Let's move on from different into different conversations. And Bart, Rex Ryan, by the way, for everybody, he's going to join us at 2 o'clock. We have him every Thursday, so the timing is perfect. We know Rex might have an opinion or two on Belichick and everything else uh, NFL. But the Knicks tonight play in Dallas, and they go back on the road. It's a nice no, Lu- no Luka Doncic tonight. Interesting. Oh. He's not available, but Kyrie right now uh, is playing. But yeah. – there was some news yesterday that caught some people by surprise, and it was a report by Adrian Wojnarowski who said that the, the NBA had denied the Knicks member. The Knicks had the injury, um, yeah, the disabled player on. exemption, basically. For Mitchell Robinson, right? For Mitchell Robinson, and the NBA denied it. It's, it's a $7.8 million exception. And the reasoning was – now, for everybody to understand something, this exception – is essentially just so the Knicks can move a salary onto insurance. They don't have to now count it against their cap, which also means count it against their luxury tax. Right. You. So it's business. This it is not like, oh, they could have signed somebody for $7.8 million. Who the hell are you signing for $7.8 million? Like, who you do? Like, who's out there that's a free agent in the middle of the season? Right? So let's relax with Dwight, Dwight Howard. <laughs> exactly. So... More importantly was the, the the latter statement that no one seemed to really pick up on. And that is the reason why the NBA denied this was because there's optimism that Robinson can return from ankle surgery to play late in the regular season. This hmm. is not maybe he can come back in time for the playoffs. No, no. This is he could come back in time for the regular season. Hmm. Because he's having in February a, a reevaluation after the surgery to see how things are going. And from there, they'll decide how much time he would need going forward. So we could probably revisit this whole thing once again. But the bottom line is there's suddenly optimism that Mitchell Robinson can return, which gives you a center. Interesting, right? What kind of shape will he be in? That would, that's a lot. But, but again, you don't have to play him a ton of minutes because Isaiah Hartenstein has kind of showed you yeah. that he could take over the starting role and do it pretty well. So if you're getting 
a guy like Mitchell Robinson at some point in time for like get him if it's April and he plays two weeks to get ramped up to play in the playoffs now you have a backup center that you can have Mitchell Robinson play that might give you 15 minutes a game but uh, it could be a very effective 15 minutes a game reminds me of of the Williamson kid when he came back and he tried to give him like spot minutes with Boston Williams Williams. Oh, 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 a time lord. Yeah, they they tried to bring him back and right. Well, and he was effective that way right. with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, he, that knee kept bothering him to a point where they had to trade him. But think, of, I want to ask you this though: if you can give me a little BS translate on New Year's Eve, and it was something that was overlooked. Mm-hmm. Robinson put out a post that said on on uh, on Instagram that, and it was very random. We and talked it said, about it, too. yeah. Yeah, if they tell me that I got one shot. I'm going to go. And I was like, what is he talking about? I think this is what he's talking about. This was mm-hmm. after his surgery. And maybe he's like, if I can play, I'm going to play. I'm not going to I'm not gonna say, you know, if they say, well, you want to come? No, 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 I'm taking the year. I want to get right. You know, a lot of players yeah. will, will, no, I want to get 100%. I want, no, he wants to play. And so that was a couple of weeks ago. And then now this news comes out. So it makes you wonder, like, it's probably in his head that he wants to play. And so that's a positive development, I think, for the Knicks because yeah. there's some thought that at the trade deadline you got to go out and get a center or just maybe you don't have to do that now. Right. So that means that you're going to lean on Sims a little bit to kind of be able to be that, Achua, that big Sims. man for you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Knowing so that they're that, just placeholders for, for Mitchell Robson if, if he can get back. So this is our second time this year as um, New York fans that we're depending on somebody with an ankle-slash-foot injury to come back and be our hero. Who are you talking about? Who's who, huh? Who who's the other person you're talking about? The ankle or foot injury? A A Ron. Oh, you're talking about the Achilles. A lot different. <laughs> it's a lot. Aaron Rodgers coming back to be a hero is a lot different. Well, than well they, bo- they, they, they both they both they both off the bench. They both was meant to be, you know, season-ending injuries. Mm, okay. Oh, and and Judge, man, this is the year for the foot. Oh boy. They really the missed him. Yeah, and, and they really missed him. There was no there was no Isaiah Hartenstein for the Yankees when Judge went down. Yeah, that's right? true. That's for sure. Um, all right, Bart. So that's one that's one bit of news from yesterday that happened after our show that I thought was a, important to explain to a lot of people because a lot of times it's like I saw people that was like sending me like why do they why does the NBA hate us? I'm like, what do you care? It's it's a, it's bookkeeping. Like who cares? It also the better news is is that it's because there's some optimism that he can come back, which we didn't know this. There was an assumption that he was done, and Mitchell Robinson's like, no, if I can play, I'm going to go. If I can give you ten minutes, I'm going to give you ten minutes, and you got to love that. You got to love that because you're getting great production out of Hartenstein, and if you can then say I'm getting a starter who's going to come off the bench and still be a great offensive rebounder and great defender. And get you know if, if the best he can play is 12, 10, 15, whatever it is, in the playoffs that matters. Everything matters. I got two bigs now that I can lean on. Makes me taller. Makes me whatever it is. My matchups. Yeah, that's good news. Now, of course, he still has to get there. So we'll see if he gets there. But all that yesterday that Woj reported was not bad news. That was good news, everybody. And, and it's amazing to me that it wasn't received that way. We were looking at the the exception being denied versus. Hang on a second. This guy could be back. There's optimism that he can play. That's good news. Um, Now for other news. 
So the second returns for All-Star voting had, were released a few minutes ago. All-Star game is in February, middle of February, like it always is. It's in Indianapolis. And the Knicks have two players that are playing well enough to be All-Stars. And in the first returns, Jalen Brunson was sixth in the voting among guards. He is sixth again. Now, he's still behind Tyrese Maxey, who is fifth. Well, Tyrese Maxey is balling too, man. So He's playing well, but... But he's playing. It's, he's playing. It's, it's again. New Yorkers are not voting for their guy. Um, now, the number one and number two voting right now for guards in the East. It, it's a, is it a little bit of a surprise? Not Tyrese Halliburton. He's number one in voting. He's got over two point one million, almost two point two million votes. Yeah. That's a for a guy. His he's young and he plays Came in Indiana. From Sacramento, yeah, has two point two million. But six, listen, Indiana's Ooh. like Indiana. They love their basketball. So yo, and he's was, playing great. And he's right. playing great. He's yeah, a guy you want to see in an All Star game yeah. because of the way he plays. He's a he's a passer facilitator. Like you want to see him play in an All Star game. Who who do, who does he remind you of? Is he like a Brandon Roy? Is he like a Not Jason Kidd? Uh, Kidd, very similar, smart. You know, good passer, all that stuff. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's because of his size and his shooting ability. You don't really that, 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 that he's like a Pete Maravich, like that. Like you know, a lot of people have never seen him play because that was you know you're talking about the long I time ago, seventies. But like, because he's a magician with the ball. Great Pistol Pete was the first, uh, like uh, Williams. Yeah, yeah, white chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Jason Williams. Uh, but number two in the voting is Trey Young. Do we want to see Trey Young in an All-Star game? Trigger. You want One, to see him ice cold. He's slightly more votes than Damian Lillard, who I thought was going to be the – like, I thought he'd be number one in the East in voting. Yeah, but, we, but we, we we thought Milwaukee was going to take over, man. But it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, he's such a popular player. I know. I know. I thought but, he'd get a ton of votes. He's not. But, but, but a lot of this stuff is media-driven, though, too. Like, you, it's like who they pushing early on and who's they talking about having great Trae games. Young, I don't though. see them celebrating Trey Young too much. His team sucks. But yet, he's putting up great numbers, and I guess he's got a big following. He's got a big popularity. Uh, number four is Donovan Mitchell. He's also over a million votes. So think about it. Indiana, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Cleveland. Those are your four guards and the markets they play in, all getting over a million votes. Now, again, Brunson's not even close. He's at 759,640 votes. Come on, man. Hey, Bart, he should be an all-star. He should. But it's just like who? when you say that, who are you taking out? Trey Young. His team sucks. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, but when you get down to that when you get down Winning to that matters. Point, Winning matters. Yeah, 27 but, and 12 is nice, but if your team sucks, who cares? No? But when, but when, you, get down, when you get down to it, though. All right. Got, Maybe I'm being a homer. Maybe I'm just being a homer. And he's a, he's a he's a you know he's a um, he's a brand name too. Trey Young is a brand uh, name. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. definitely is. Look, like I said, brand name. I'm also is looking close. at it by deserving. But if you're talking about an All Star game, that's about like entertainment and stuff. Jalen doesn't play that way. He's not a flashy. So I get that. Maybe maybe people are like, I don't want to watch that guy play in an All Star game. We're gonna watch all this footwork and up and unders. Like who <laughs> yeah. knows? Maybe that's what people are saying. I don't know. But when it call, when you talk about somebody who deserves the recognition, yeah, Jalen's having a hell of a year. But we always have these guys, right, that deserve the gold that never goes. Like, you know, for a long time, that was like Chauncey Billups and that was like Rip Hamilton, 
right? Just wasn't sexy enough. They made they made the playoff. They made the All Star games though. They yeah, late 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 they did when 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 they when they went to like five Eastern Conference championships. They had they had to say something. Well, Chauncey was a was a wasn't really a known commodity. In fact, right. he was considered a bust. Yeah, come from, until De- yeah, he from got Denver. To yeah, Denver. He went to the Celtics. All that yeah. stuff. On the all right, so on the on the forward side, the front court side, Giannis leading everybody, three point four million votes. Man, that's all of Greece. Joel Embiid right after him at two point nine. Cameroon. It's <laughs> a lot of a lot of people in Cameroon voting, uh, and then Jason Tatum is right behind Embiid, also a little over two point nine. Yeah, that's that's St. a Louis. lot of votes. Those that's guys the are the obvious three starters. Like to me, there's no one else that's going to beat those three to be the front court starters. Completely agree. Jimmy Butler over a million. Jalen Brown is at seven forty nine. He's fifth in voting for front court. Kristaps Porzingis is sixth. Boston showing out for their people. Yeah, where's he from? No, he got a, he you got Boston. Latvia, country. La, you saying Latvia is doing this too? Yeah, Latvia. Latvia. Okay. Seventh is Bam out of Bayou. Bam out the Bayou. Okay. Now, Kyle Kuzma's finally out of the top 10 after the first time around. He was in the top 10, and we were like, what the hell? All right. Eighth, Julius Randle. 361,202 votes. That's it. Three. Mikael Bridges, by the way, is snuck into the top 10. He's in the top 10. Wow. Well, that's, yeah, that's impressive. Tenth. Yeah, Brooklyn don't do nothing, right? Yeah, right. But, but actually, Bridges is playing great this year. Yeah. So Randle is eighth in voting. Brunson is sixth in voting. They both are playing at an all-star level statistically, and I'm I'm having a feeling that th- it's only going to be one. Like the fans are making it clear, nobody wants to see these guys play in an all-star game. That's the, the what the fans are telling you, even outside of New York, around the league, they are two guys that people are not excited about seeing in an all-star game. That's reality. They deserve it, but it doesn't mean the fans want to see it. Now, co- remember, players and media also count for half the vote. So so the fan votes half, and then 25% and 25% will be a vote of media and players, and that doesn't get revealed to the very end. So they could both these guys could vault right up if they get a big percentage of the media and player vote. But when it comes from a fan standpoint, the Knicks might be a good team, fourth in the East right now. And they might have two players who are producing statistically as – High-level all-star players, but when it comes to fan interest, it's not there. Yeah, Does that bother game. you? It, it, Does it that bother you? Is like, do you say it's a game like, about New York needs like Stephen A. and everybody else says, oh, they they need star. They don't have a box office guy. Well, this is or when it, this is, is, when, this is a good team that plays hard, and yeah, I don't care that people it. don't yeah. want to see them. Yeah, play. but this is what this is where you get, this is where you fill it at. Right? You know what I'm saying? Times like this, it's everybody else's interpretation or opinion of your players. Now they, you know, the 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 uh, the sum of its parts can be greater than the whole sometimes, right? When you think about, you know, the sum of the pieces collectively are great, but individually they're not going to move the needle. And that's you. That's something you have to accept. I mean, if you get Julius Randle in, then consider it a win. Does that matter? Like, I, I really mean this. You have, to ask, you have to ask, does it matter to the it's players? it's New York, and that's all we hear. It's like they don't have a star. They need a star. They need a star. And I'm like, well, well, these guys are playing at a star level, but then the fans around the league are telling you we don't count them as stars. They are not stars in our eyes. And I and I'm like, there's a part of it. It's New York. They're supposed to have box office marquee guys. But mm-hmm. wait a minute, this team's winning. Like they haven't. Like this team's playing right now. Like we haven't seen them play in a good ten years. 
if not more. Yep. This is as good as I've seen the Knicks play in a long time. So should it matter? Should we care that they're not getting votes? Am I making too much of this? And should we be like, who cares? If the team's good, who gives a damn if they play in the All-Star game or not or if fans are voting for them or not? Like, maybe we shouldn't care. 800 now and 9 3776 I, I, you know. <laughs> it's funny. New it York, matter. New York, New York's the underdog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, let's take Scott uh, in Harlem. What's up, Scott? Scott, what's going on? What's going what's on? How you man? doing, Han? All right. Hey, first of all, man, we definitely, New York is too, New York got too many people to not vote this man in. That's number one. We should have been had this man on the All-Star team. Randall as well. And number two, I need the address for the dude who said he wasn't voting for uh, he wasn't voting for Brunson because he didn't want his contract to go up. I need his address quick. <laughs> <laughs> Heard about that too. But as I'm looking at it, right, I'm looking at the list and I'm saying, you're going to tell me that Trey Young deserves All Star over Jalen Brunson. Like, if you want to say Lillard's a bigger star, that people want to see him, fine. But if you're going to tell me that Trey Young and his team, which sucks. The Atlanta Hawks suck. Watch them. They're bad. And you're going to tell exactly. me that he should get he should be a starter and not Jalen Brunson? I got a problem with that. Like that's the pro- I have a problem with that. If you're like Giannis and Bede, Tatum, yeah. You you're not giving me another name that should go over those three guys. Halliburton? No. Nobody should go over him. But Trey Young, stop it. Like stop yeah. it. That that's what I'm saying. Like that, if you want to get me fired up about it, that's what fires me up about it. If you're a Knicks fan, and you're like, "Oh yeah, they're gonna let this happen," yeah, let, let Trey Young's gonna start. Are you serious? Have you watched the Hawks? Yes, his numbers are great, but they are not a good basketball team. I mean, they won a game over the Sixers because the Sixers didn't have Joel Embiid. Stop! Like they, 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 the Sixers are not good without Joel Embiid, and he didn't play in that game. They had to go to overtime, by the way to win that game. Sam and Irvington, Sam. Hello? What's happening, Sam? Hey, what's going on, uh, Martin? How are you doing, man? Um, okay, I just wanted to talk about uh, Brunson. As far as Brunson is concerned, you know it's a popularity contest when it comes to voting for the starters. So I'm not really surprised about that. But as far as Randall, it starts at the top, man. Like, fans know. We like what you say, Alan. We we eat our young. Mm-hmm. We kill you. Kill Randall. I'm not just saying you, but the media kill him. Want to trade him every other week? People hear that. People see that. That casual is going to look from the outside looking in and say, "Why would I vote this guy?" This whole fan base don't even want him half the time. You see what I'm saying? I do. It's an interesting perspective because people do see this stuff and it resonates. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he's. Their own fans don't like this guy. Why should I vote for him? The forward thing, though, I get because those three guys, It's a, but if you're looking at the voting right now and the top two guards in voting, they start. They're starters. And you're telling me that you're good with Trey Young as a starter this year, as a starter this year over Jalen Brunson. That's what you, you're fine. You're going you're gonna to lay out and let that happen if you're in New York. That's fine with you. That doesn't make sense to me. Isaiah in Brooklyn. Isaiah. Hey, uh, I just wanted to comment on the whole voting system in general. Like, uh, this reminds me of when uh, Allen Iverson got voted in and he shouldn't have got in. And basically, I think he gave up his spot or something like that. But well, I, That's I popularity. 
That's popular. Man, yeah, it, bro, y'all, y'all like Jay Young? They like him? Like, Listen, if you look deep enough, I bet you Yao Ming is probably 16th on the list. Like, remember, yeah, Yao Ming wasn't even playing. He wasn't even playing. The whole China was in there still, making him go. Still, he's a right in? Yeah. <laughs> right. I think Chris Kamen, too, was on that list. <laughs> I mean, they, that's why they, they, they changed it where it's not just the fan voting anymore, Isaiah. Thanks for the call. That also, that, that it's now they have players can have a say about it and media. There's a list of media that is selected that will also vote on this, and that's 25% and 25%. So now the fan vote's only half, but like I said, if you look at this list, every name that right now is leading the way as a starter, all of them make sense except for one. Trey Young, it doesn't make sense. Well, he's a repeat offender. Name recognition, brand recognition. That always happens, man. It happens that in easy? every single that, sport. That big of an appeal around the league for him? For him. Not Damian Lillard. Him. Listen. It's like certain people love the bad guy, love the little guy that's kind of like going amongst the trees and stuff like that, man. Like, I don't know if he's as cute and cuddly as uh, as Steph Curry, but, you know, the little <laughs> light-skinned dudes, that's how they be loving him, man. Oh, he's so cute, like little gizmo. Hell's the bars. That's exactly look like what lost the bars, brother. Andrew in Long Beach. Andrew. Hey, guys. How's it going today? Good. So, so I think, unfortunately, um, the fans are overlooking, just general fans, about how valuable Brunson and Randall are. Because they play just about every game. Every game. And I right. think the the website, the voting website has to do a better job of stating how many games these players have played because they show the stats, all those good things, but there's a big difference at this point in the game, Alan, if someone's played like, I don't know, thirty three games as opposed to twenty three games. <laughs> I can't I can't deny that, you know, but again, it's it, it is the popularity of I want to see this guy play versus everything else. You know, I mean that that is part of this as well. I mean, the Hawks are 15 and 21. They're 15 and 21, and they got the 15th win. Like I said, it, it, it's kind of a fugazi overtime win against the, the Sixers who were without, uh, like, as I mentioned, uh, Joel Embiid. I think there was somebody else missing that game as well. I mean, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? Trey Young, though, has played 34 games this year. And as I mentioned, he's, he's averaging almost 28 a game and 11 assists. But He's also taken 20 shots a game, and his team loses. So, you know, look, the Hawks were good a couple of years ago, and he well, was All-Star a big reason is, for it. Yeah, no question All-Star, about it. But, but this guy, I'm sorry, but All-Star games are about individuals, not about teams all the time. So this guy, is that good? Like, you really want to watch him play? No, I'm not saying like, I do. You want to watch him play. I'd, again, starter? If Lillard was leading leading him in, in vote, I'm like, all right, it's Damian Lillard. The whole world loves him. Like he's he's world famous. I can't deny that. Dame time, all that stuff. Yes, can't deny. But if you're telling me that it's Trey Young who's going to get the vote, you don't think Trigger is famous? Stop. You know what I'm saying on on on, on this though? Yeah, biggest star in Atlanta. No, outside of uh, the the baseball player. Um, yeah, Acuna. Outside of Acuna, yeah. Hmm. Listen, he's brought success to to, to right, ATL. So, so Atlanta, Atlanta is just a much bigger city than New York. So it's just you can't you can't. It's overwhelming how many Atlanta people are strictly Atlanta. Who people in Atlanta have no interest in New York at all, right? Like when the Knicks go down and play the Hawks, it's not ninety percent Knicks fans in the building, right? That doesn't happen. I mean, come on, man. This is what you want. This is what you want. You want Trey Young starting an All Star game on a team that's losing taking nine threes a game. 
Come on. This is what we're doing. Just saying. I don't love it, but that's what everybody wants. <laughs> we'll continue with your calls. I just had to get that off my chest. Yeah. It's okay, man. Let's take a break. I'm going to open the door for my mama. You do that. We got audio files coming <laughs> right, up next. Man. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. When Mitchell Robinson went down, it was seen as a major loss. But without him, right now the Knicks are rolling. Yesterday in the K-Show, Michael said perhaps the Knicks are better off without Robinson. I think the Knicks are better without Mitch. Because Hartenstein is an offensive threat. Hmm. He runs the pick and roll beautifully. He can hit shots. Mitchell Robinson is a fierce defender. But with Ananobi, they have enough defense. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson erases things when he's in there, but it slows everything else down. He's a non-factor offensively. They go to Hartenstein. They let him handle the ball. They let him score. So I think that they might be a little bit better. Now, they're not as deep, so getting Robinson back is going to really help them. But Hartenstein starting makes the starting unit better, I think. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show. And it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. We'll continue with your calls, of course, at 800-919-3776. But right now, Bart Scott, it's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio The Audio File. The gong sounded a little bit different there, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like it had a different kind of like vibe to it. Okay, so a lot of coaching news to get through. This has been this this 24-hour cycle has been unbelievable. So let's begin with the biggest news of the day, which was earlier today at the very beginning of our show. Bill Belichick announces his decision, and it's really the Patriots, it's Robert Kraft was there too, a mutual decision, mutually agreed. They needed to part ways, and here's Bill Belichick on that. Robert and I, after a series of discussions, have mutually agreed to part ways. For me, this is a day of gratitude and celebration. Start with Robert and his family. It's great. So much thanks for the opportunity to be a coach here for 24 years. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Received tremendous support. We had a vision of building a winner, building a championship football team here. 
and that's exceeded my wildest dreams and expectations. The amount of success that we were able to achieve together, you know, through a lot of hard work and, you know, contributions of so many people. So I'm very proud of that and always have those great memories. I'll carry with those, those with me the rest of my life. Nine Super Bowl appearances, six championships, 31 playoff wins, 333 overall wins. So he is 14 shy of Don Shula for the most wins, coaching wins, head coaching wins, NFL history. And as far as championships go with the six Super Bowls, it's him, George Hallis, and Curly Lambeau who have six titles each, NFL championships. Obviously not Super Bowl, but still, Bill Belichick, one of the all-time greats. And the expectation, of course, is that he's not done coaching. He'll end up somewhere else. But still, even for Bill, an announcement like this was a bit overwhelming. I've seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. <laughs> oh, there, there, there's a look at the inside. Listen, when Bill retires, he's going to be one of these um, Hubie Brown funny guys that can tell the history of the game. He'll probably be one of the best, um, one of the best analysts that you can think of, and we'll see like the part that the players say that they see. Right, but the, he had, does have that humorous side, and he's a, a, a historian, loves to talk exactly. about football history. But he's not history yet. He definitely wants to coach again, and so that's the word. So there's seven other jobs now open around the NFL. Which one uh, will he get? By the way, at the very end, when Robert Kraft had his stuff to say, which is, of course, you know, just his admiration for Belichick and everything that they built, they did the uh, the handshake, and they were ready for the cameras, and then Kraft said, He's got a cold, so I'm not going to kiss him. Because we were yeah, all wondering. He got, a, he got a cold, and you've been at the strip, uh, the strip mall with the massage therapist, so I, I think it's best that nobody kiss nobody. Do you think anybody was wondering, like, wow, how come he's not kissing him? This is bizarre. <laughs> Anyways. Um, also, now it kind of gets lost in everything is in the NFL yesterday, Pete Carroll, no longer the head coach with the Seattle Seahawks. He at 73 years old. Uh, his run is over. For Pete Carroll, though, he this wasn't for him. He wanted to keep coaching. I competed pretty hard to be the coach. I just wanted to make sure that I stood up for all of our coaches and the players and the things that we had accomplished. And not so that we could be the coach still, but so that we could continue to have a chance to be successful and keep the organization going. That's what I was fighting for. In that regard, that was what I was representing in our discussions. We got to a good part, good clean spot where it made sense, and and uh, you know I went along with the, with their intentions. Went along with their intentions. So, Pete Carroll, you want to coach again? Uh, I'll have to wait and see. I'm, today's about today. I don't know that. Hmm. What do you think, Bar? You think we've seen the last of Pete Carroll as a head coach? Well, it's not, uh, I, I believe so. I mean, it depends on him. They moved him up into the um, they moved him up into the uh, upper office, and he's going to be in an advisory role. Yeah. Um. So that's you know crazy. That's putting right? you out to pasture, basically. Exactly. Right? You get exactly. bored doing that. Yeah, we'll give you a check. Just kind of like what Izzy Newsom is doing now. When Izzy decided to step back and let Eric DaCosta kind of right. take over, mm-hmm. you know, you see him around. You saw him at the game for the national championship, but that's really just a uh, lifetime achievement. Thank you for your services. We'll give you a check for the rest of your life. Type of non-retirement plan. Right. Uh, so we'll end up seeing, of course, with where what happens there. Now, we're not done with the legendary coaches who are no longer head coaches because also yesterday, last uh, last evening, the announcement uh, out of Alabama that Nick Saban is finished as well. 17 years, Alabama's football coach and all the great success that he had there in building that program. Well, not 17 years with them, I should say, but 17 years of coaching – he was at LSU. He was Alabama. 
just the fact that that ends so abruptly, bit of a surprise. Here's Paul Feinbaum, of course, his great SEC coverage that he gives us from SportsCenter. Not surprised because there's been signals pointing toward this for a very long time. But the problem is every time you dare to breathe that, somebody wants to punch you in the mouth and say that he's never going to retire, that he'll be there forever. But the reality is, I think he knew how special this season was. He beat the odds, don't forget, the 4th and 31 at Auburn when when nobody expected them to do it. And then he did the unthinkable. He ended the Georgia hopes of a three-peat. And I think that was very special to him because he stopped Georgia and went to the playoffs. At the Rose Bowl last week, a lot of people came out of there going, there's no way he would walk away. And the narrative got drowned out. But deep down, I think he knew this was the moment. Win or lose last week, it was a great time to leave. Probably the right time to leave, too. Yeah, I mean, he's 2007. I, I had to double-check that because I'm like, he hasn't been there. Was he that that long? Yes, that long that he was there. 17 seasons in Alabama. Yeah. And, Bart, like, again, here's another guy that you have to think to yourself, the college game and the way it has gone, he could continue to coach college football. Yeah, it's, it's the, like the other internet. stuff that yeah. goes with it that I think for him it's probably time. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, the world's uh, – my world's favorite barber, um, Sleazy E, said, mm-hmm. hey, man, why don't they take uh, Mike Norvell from F- FSU? <laughs> you know, I'm just playing. He said, you better not say that. So I said it to make so sure that I put that on the ether. So you said that. I mean, okay. they went undefeated. FSU went undefeated. Go ahead and um, pick out from the um, Seminoles. Well, there's a lot of different names that are going to come up in that in that whole um, discussion. But for, uh, listen, what, what Saban was able to do to get Alabama back at the very top of college football, and what did he win, six yeah. national championships, right? And, and obviously uh, a ton of SEC championships as well. And they are, you know, they're not used to being a team that, loses in the semifinal or, or isn't really competing for a national championship year in, year out. They want to get back. They want to stay there. So think about the different names that are going to be up for that job. And there's been a lot of guys. You talk about a coaching tree. You know, there, there's there's been a lot of different names well, what, what that re- have come through there that might end up going back there. Well, that was the rehabilitation spot, right? Rather you, you got kicked out of the NFL, you're one of Bill's guys, you go down there, whether you're Brian Dayball, whether you're Bill O'Brien, you know, you, you, you go down there, you, you repair your, your uh, reputation, win a national Good championship, point. and he sent yeah. you back up. So that was the place where you came down. It was kind of like going down to the G League, but you still got paid the same amount of money. You know what I'm saying? And I, the problem is with um, Alabama, I just don't know with the current situation if they have the money to continue to continue to compete. Right, and you see that Shadur Sanders already put the bat signal out. Hey, come over here. Yeah, they paying, we paying, we, we paying yeah. everybody. And it's going to be crazy because they're going to have to name a coach pretty soon mm-hmm. because these guys are going to jump in that portal because now they're late to the portal. Right. Right. Remember, people already hopped up in that portal. So now they're like, hold up, he retiring. Now we got to jump in the portal, try and catch up and find a place to go. And, you know, there are going to be some sought-after players from, from Alabama. So could this be an era where we saw a vacuum where Alabama football is not nearly as good as they have to also try and replace a lot of players and become young and all that type of stuff? And how many people are they going to pull from other people's team? Because when their players leave, then they're going to say, well, come here to Alabama. And those players say, oh, I'll get to play at Alabama and come that way. Way, even though it could be some tough times in a couple of years before they can turn that entire program around. When you think about that, so what coach is going to want to come in there no and know that they're replacing? But they know finals. It's not like you're rebuilding no, no. anything. You're just but trying listen, to maintain it. No, no, no. You're missing my point, is, Alan. Everybody now, these guys, these kids, 40 kids, 50 kids. Remember, 
Florida State went undefeated, and forty kids went in a transfer portal. Yeah. It ain't about well, you know the transfer portal. It's about get, but it's also about getting paid money, right? If you transfer every year and somebody give you a million dollars because you go to a new program every year, that's three million dollars as a college student. So now you talk about and this what this is maybe right. So this is but listen, it's, it's, it's at least the kids are getting paid because before it was the coaches getting paid like no, this. I, I don't know. It's to say I mean, at least the kids are getting paid doesn't no, it, make it, it, it any less soulless. Well, well, it means it means that now every year you got to compete to keep your kids. Yes, that, so you can't you can't you can't say right. yeah you can't say okay well no you're going to sit behind this guy and he's like man I think I can play now well okay I'll just leave then so now you're going to have to you know and that's what that's what he didn't want to have to do continue to have to try and compete for kids that he already um, brought in. But then go get other kids. So, like, it could be a vacuum. It, we, this could be an era where Alabama football is bad next Falls year. off. Because a lot of these kids are going to go to the transfer portal. You, you don't think Deion going to steal some of those kids? You don't think Florida State are going to steal some of those kids? People, they just saw Florida State go undefeated. Remember, no. Why Alabama, Alabama was in it because Florida State didn't get in it, but they deserve to be in it. Why doesn't Alabama go get Deion Sanders? Saving well, prime, he have a relationship. Well, that depends on if prime, you know what I'm you saying? You want to keep people? That's how you keep people. Might shake some people in Alabama. Like, we know down I, there we might yeah, not like that. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but hey. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if prime time wants to go, you don't think one, replace the goat, steps. and but I don't think prime wants to go down there and live in Alabama. Yeah, that's I can understand that. Tuscaloosa is a different kind of place. Dan Lanning, who had a, a – a, he's the coach at Oregon, right? Like, he had a connection with Saban. He was there for a yes. year. He also worked under Kirby Smart, but uh, he's already said he's staying at Oregon. Oregon got a lot of money, man. But let me give you some other names. Of course they do. They got that Nike money. Uh, how about um, Lane Kiffin? We all know his relationship there with uh, in Ole with Miss Saban. right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and Steve and I know he's Sarkeesian. at Ole Miss SEC, but who's to say that he doesn't consider that going home like a dream job? Well, Steve Sarkeesian is there, right? Uh, he was there. He was. I heard his name put out there, but he's in Texas, right? Yes. I mean that's you know, Texas yeah. got a lot of money. Yeah, well then you got to think about also you know what players are leaving and going. The the other name that's interesting too is Dabo Swinney, because oh. remember he's from Alabama. He I played got, at Alabama. I got that. Yeah, and the luster is kind of wore off at Clemson, man. It and, kinda, Clemson, and it's you know they, they probably get paid a lot of money. Buy out. Where do you want to go? Right. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Will Dabo will Dabo leave for that? What about Kirby Smart? That's another good one. Yep. But I'm much uh, rather live. I'm much rather live in Atlanta. Name, I'm much rather live in Atlanta than or Nor- that Nor- area. Norvell, Norvell is another interesting name if you think about it. You know, I mean, there's you got it's Alabama. It's not easy for Alabama. Like there's there's a lot of interesting names that you can go with. So Ooh, Mike Norvell, he's young. Who built? Who builds it back faster, the Patriots or the or the or Alabama? I think Alabama because you can get 50 new players <laughs> with one with one swoops. You know what I'm is, saying? All right, last but not least, is Saban the greatest college football coach ever? Yeah. You didn't even hesitate. It's no debate. The it's no debate. Ever. What he's done, never lost at Toledo, Michigan State, LSU. I mean, he, he could he, he could have kept winning at LSU, decided to leave and, and turn um, Alabama back to its prominence. You, you – you, you you just can't say enough. You think about how, how hard it was for his assistants to finally get a win over him, let alone, you know, win a national <laughs> championship over him. And you talk about Dabo, you talk about Kirby Smart. These are great coaches. And he just continued to bend them over the knee and spank them. The, the tree, by the way, right? 
like that's the other part of this too. When you when you have players on your coaches on your staff that everybody wants and makes it. Sarkeesian, you mentioned Kiffin, Lanning, right? Um, uh, who, who else? Dayball, Day, right? Dayball worked. Bill O'Brien. You know, it, it's interesting the different people that he has had on his staff that everybody then says, yeah, "Oh, I Kirby want this Smart, guy. I want yeah, this guy. two of the greatest coaches yeah, Kirby, ever considered right Smart. now was that's on the staff." Right. Yeah. So that's something also to think about. Like I, that's why the Belichick. Yeah, thing. forgot about I, when Jimbo. You talk about greatness. About forgot about Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to also make sure. Like what is also is he churning out assistance that everybody wants a piece of, and that's something that Nick Saban definitely was at the college level. All right, that's audio files. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is the number. We got lots to get to. Rex Ryan's going to join us two o'clock hour, so we'll get more into the the Belichick. I mean, sure, he's going to have some great stories and reactions and everything else to talk about. But we have calls to, with you, and we'll get mm, you maybe into Rex the conversation. Ryan. Rex Ryan coaching college. He started in college, Oklahoma. I'm just saying. Could you imagine that? And today, though? That would be something. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I want to get back because as we're getting ready now for um, Wild Card Weekend, there is still this topic, and it's an interesting story uh, with one of the games that we're all going to have to deal with this on Saturday night We'll get back into that conversation as well. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right. So we haven't spent a lot of time on it. A little more time tomorrow, but we do get playoff football this weekend. Now, yeah, I'm going to see half of it. Playing, I'm going to see half of it because I ain't watching on Peacock. We never got into that. That's that's no, so predatory, man. Let's do it here real quick, right? Let's do it here. Rex coming up in uh, in about ten minutes. That's like so that's so, for that, but so langit. That's like man, fat pigs get slaughtered. They see everybody else getting money by doing that, so now they gonna. And the NFL to let them to allow them to do that is bull crap. Well, you, I'm sorry if somebody comes to you with 110 million dollars. And you're going to be like, yeah, no, we're not taking your money. Of course they're doing if, it. If the NFL say, no, we're not doing it, because the NFL just gave them the license to rip off the viewers. That's all it is. They're getting it back from us. Five bucks to watch the game. It don't it matter. feels like a pay-per-view. Five they bucks. claim it's not. What they're trying to say is that this is a way uh, to no. get you in. To uh, You're going to love what you see when you get in here, and you're going to want to. It's like, man, stop. It's, it's bull crap, man. Like so, this thing. So they, they spent all this money to buy the package, right? When I was with CBS, I think it was something like $400 million. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the math is, but what's 500 times $25 million? Just, I mean, What's $5 plus $25 million? You can't do that, man? No, I mean, somebody can put it in the calculator and do it's it. 120, it's 100, yeah, come on, Bart. It's 125. What are you talking about? What? I mean, I get it. Twenty-five carry to two five seven, and that's like that's seven five. That's something like seven hundred and fifty, uh, huh? probably like seven point seventy-two, probably like seventy-two million dollars. Okay, is it hundred ten million dollars that they are giving to the NFL for this? And I think the bigger issue was is that the NFL then made the game Dolphins at Chiefs. Right, because they know people. If it was a, if it was Cleveland versus Jacksonville or something like that, then nobody would buy it. One, and why do you think Chiefs would be the game that you would select? It's one hundred twenty-five million dollars, man. I said that. I said okay. one hundred twenty-five. That's crazy. I thought That's crazy. you were joking they, they, with me when you were like, "How much is that?" But anyways, the, the Chiefs being the team. It just it that's the tone deaf part of this. Well, or maybe it's not. Maybe we're the ones that are idiots here. We're being naive. Because if you're the NFL and you're like, 
Uh, yeah, we're going to put the Chiefs on that Saturday night game that the whole world has to pay for, other than if you live in Kansas City or in Miami. We're going to have that game as the one. Now, why? I, I've mentioned this before, but it's got to be said again. This has nothing to do with, oh, it's a premier game between a Dolphins franchise and a Chiefs team that's really good. No. It actually might be a really bad game, to be honest with you. Right. It might not be a great game. It's going to be a frozen game. It's going to be zero degrees and all that stuff. But here's the thing. It's not because it's Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. No, it's because who goes to Chiefs games that we put the camera on every quarter? Taylor Swift. Thank you. Who's been missing? So who do you think is also going to pay $5 to watch the game? Casuals. Swifties. Right, casuals. They are using not only the idea that it's a playoff game that everybody's going to say, I mean, I'll pay for it. It's five bucks. It's a playoff game. I love playoffs. I, you know, it's been a, it's a full weekend. I want to see every game. Like people are all in on this. People bet more on playoff games. You're just more engaged, right? There is no red zone to pull you away. Like you have to watch this. It's five bucks. They're going to make you feel like it's only five bucks. Who cares? Yeah, but five they're bucks also doing it million. because Taylor Swift is part of this whole machine now, and they know that. Well, if she's at the game. And we can put cameras on her, and we can do all this stuff. And let's have her seen the national. Let's so have her seen the national. Traditional NFL Let, fans will also buy into this. So let's have her seen we're the yelling anthem. about it, and they're going suckers. We are doing a. It's a smart business move by it's, NBC. It's, it's smart, Bart. We can hate it, but yeah. It's but, smart. Get, but but guess what? This is just going to open Pandora's box because now they're going to start course. streaming. They're going to start streaming. So get ready to start paying for all your CBS and your MS and your NBC you know and your coming. ESPN to you know watch to watch games. So regular games, but the primetime games, the night games, the Monday night footballs. We already got the Thursday night footballs. So they they they're just sticking it to the consumer, man. It's, it's wacky D. It's, it's wacky Thursday D. Started. So prepare for. It, but I wish we. I wish we. Could come together and nobody watch it to send a message to those ain't networks that happen. we ain't doing that. Ain't happening. You know that ain't happening. I listen. I, I I implore everybody out there go get a fire stick, jailbroke, and watch it for free. It's the same thing as let, if they, let's let us rob them back. Let's go get jail stick. Let's go get fire broken fire sticks. Because what they're doing is not illegal, but that is illegal. So what? So, but the point is, is that you can't do that while they can do what they're doing. It's business. It's what they're doing. But you're right about the Pandora's box thing. Because Amazon already proved on Thursday night, this is coming. And how many times do we watch those games anyway? We do. We do. We don't stay on them because you can't last channel. We know that's a problem. But we already saw that. And what you said is actually really a smart thing. This is also now going to lead us to eventually Sunday night football will be Peacock exclusive. That's coming. And then Monday Night Football might end up being ESPN+. Plus. Every, every, yeah, everything but the local game. Right. The local teams you can watch on your cable, but every, it's going to go there eventually. Now, Sunday, so what's that? Five, we're all 10, over the 10, map. That's, 20, so that's, that's extra $20 a year if you have to pay $5 for every broadcast, rather than CBS. Well, no, you're going to buy the package. You're going to pay per month. That's how they want you. They want you to buy Peacock, the app, and no, pay no, for, no, the, no, for I, everything no, that they show no, on no, it, what, no, football. No, no, what I'm saying is when the other stations do it, because CBS is next, Fox is next, right? So that's now, now you look up, you're paying $5 for, for – for, How does Fox get in on this, by the way? Because they don't have the exclusive they, game. Well, they can do the 425. Like you want to see the you want to see oh, the non one o'clock game, the, yeah you want yeah game? because they also get primetime matchups. So the four o'clock games are usually pretty good. Like my the main point. matchup is pretty. So good. so now so now you're going to be spending five dollars for CBS, five dollars for Fox, five dollars for Amazon, five dollars for Peacock, right? Not not and the consumers like yo, what are we doing? Like why do I have to pay for something? You trying to charge people and they try to do it slowly. See because they knew they couldn't do it all at one time. 
but now you're going to try and do this. You know what I mean? Imagine when the Super Bowl is streamed. Imagine oh, when they yeah. do that. You, I mean, that's that's got to be coming. That's got to be down the pike. It has to be. And that's what I'm saying. Fat pigs. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, fat pigs should get slaughtered. Yeah, they're going to give all the extra money to the NFL because the NFL said we're going to allow you to use our product to be able to charge your consumers and charge people for what you were was given to them for free. And instead so, of and instead of charging the advertisers, you charging the customers. Where is that at? That's what commercials are supposed to be for. Well, that, for, that, for, for, eyes, for for eyes that are glued. But, for eyes that are glued. That's gone. That's gone. But it's oh, too because gone. when you stream when you stream, you really don't have that many uh, advertisers on there. Yeah, but but that's all gone too. Amazon's going to have commercials now on everything, and, and but, 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 that. like that's, that, but 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 the whole s- idea of watching commercial free is a joke but, because we thought we can, but now we can't anymore because but, of this. But, I want to read you something here, real quick, okay. just real quick, because we're already late and we got Rex coming up. But so so uh, NBC Sports President Rick Cordella, right? He's quoted the, the New York Post did a story on here, and and he is of course as he should be defending this whole thing, but he's saying it's it's how about this? We survey our users on Peacock every month. And we know that our fans are two of the most highly satisfied overall. And then he said, I think the big thing with our game on Saturday night is we have to do a great job explaining all the great content that we have on our platform. We don't care about your content. We just want to watch the game. Thank Nobody you. wants to be a member of so your now society, we get bro. beat over the head about all the stuff that Peacock has to offer, man. I'm good. I'm out. I'm all set. Listen to it on the radio. Man, if I can go to if – if, listen, I want everybody to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and hopefully they're giving it for free because they're saying you get free food here yeah. or go somewhere like that so that way the numbers won't be up. 10, I want the numbers to be down. to Taylor Swift as well. Get ready for that because, no, no, of course, the listen, Swifties are going to want to see this. No, no, nobody, people are tired of her. Didn't she just do a movie? This oversaturation. The, she the, can go the away now. That they, yeah, they, they, yeah, she can, she can go away. She can go away. And, and then let, let's let, let's let um, Travis Kelsey play like crap, which he wasn't even deserving to be in, in an uh, all-pro or a pro mm-hmm. bowler because he played like crap this year. So yeah. let that happen, and let's see what happens to the Swifties there when the Kansas City Chief fans, the, the maniacal fans they are, start coming after her and start boycotting her and start you know, going on her page and attacking the Chiefies, uh, attacking the Swifties. No yeah, it's more. It's probably more Swifties than Chiefies, but the Chiefies, I guarantee you, got more weight, <laughs> got more protein powder in they, in they, behind their punches. Well, we we shall. Let's just see what kind of audience this. It's like gets. the Revenge Saturday of the night. Nerds versus uh, Ogre in the dude from uh, Married with Children. I, I, I got you. Yeah. Rex Ryan going to join us next. Really curious to see what he has to say about the Bill Belichick era in New England coming to an end. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, ninety-eight-seven ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. While this could be the wildest coaching carousel season we've ever seen in the NFL, Mike Rabel available, Bill Belichick out of a job, there's Jim Harbaugh out there. Earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said if Rabel or Belichick wanted the Giants' job, Joe Shane should at least entertain it. Mike Vrabel calls... I love this job. Or he runs into Joe Shane somewhere and says, match me in heaven. I think I do great things with the Giants. Giants football, run the ball, play tough defense. That's my style. Like, do you think that, that Brian Dable's welcome has run thin with the fan base that if the Giants were to move on and bring in Belichick or Vrabel or Harbaugh, that the fan base would be excited? I think it depends on who we're talking about. I think if it's I think if it's Bill Belichick, I think that's probably different than if it's anyone anyone else. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey during tonight's action glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly coming up three o'clock it's the Michael K show and it's only here on 98.7 FM 
Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.